You're listening to Transform Your Profits, the podcast for accountants who want to build a more profitable, successful, and impactful accounting firm. Your host is Reza Huda, a practice owner, mentor, and coach to accounting firm owners. Hello, hello, welcome to today's uh, podcast. I hope you're doing well and having a good start to the day. I'm just driving back from a very eventful day. I've been out on a boat. Yeah, but not uh, a Sunseeker yacht, unfortunately. I've been out sailing for the first time ever in my life, even though I live by the coast and we live about five minutes away from the sea and the Solent on the south coast of the UK. I've never actually been sailing before, which is a bit embarrassing. So when I was asked to come on board a sailing boat, part of a corporate hospitality day from uh, my neighbour, neighbour at the office that is, who uh, asked me to come on board his team of eight, I thought, okay, fine, why not? Why not do it? you know, to put myself out of my comfort zone. I'm not really one of these people who likes to be out in cold, wet, windy weather. So sailing has never really tickled my uh, tickled my boat. Excuse the pun. <laughs> so um, I agreed, and we turned up this morning where the sky was overcast and it was wet and windy. But I'm told that's perfect weather for sailing. Anyway, we got on the boat and uh, we were doing okay it was uh, part of sailing week here in southampton and we were out in the southampton waters and there were four races to take part in we did okay in the first race i think we came second uh and the second race things went a bit sour we ended up uh, we ended up uh, getting into a bit, a bit of a pickle going around one of the boys and uh, got a bit too close to shore unknowingly and got stuck ran aground as it were in uh, sailor speak so uh, we ended up sitting there uh, just not being able to move for about an hour uh, we had uh, we didn't we didn't make a call out to the coast guard because we weren't really in distress uh, but we were told that you know a rib could come and get us after about an hour but then uh, thankfully the tide rose uh, after we kind of we sat down it wasn't you know all uh, all wasn't lost. We sat down in the in the deck underneath and, and had some lunch and had a cup of tea, and then the tide rose and we were able to get back out again. Uh, it's only just to say that we didn't quite uh, we didn't quite do well overall, but we didn't even end up coming last. So we ended up coming second from last, which uh, was amazing. How we didn't actually finish last when we were stuck for about an hour. But anyway, it was a good experience overall. I'm not sure why I do it again, but uh, at least it's ticked off the list. Anyway, you've dialed in today to listen to me talk to you about LinkedIn, how to win business on LinkedIn. Now, LinkedIn is probably my favorite uh, social media platform. I guess it's my favorite because it's the one that I know best. It's the one that I'm most active on. And I've been using LinkedIn consistently for the last, I mean, I've been on LinkedIn probably for the last seven, eight years or so, but I have been consistently posting every single week for the last two and a half years. Or was that about a hundred and... Uh, 30 odd weeks consistently at least once a week if not two or three times a week so i've learned a thing or two about the platform and generating new business from it so i'm going to talk you through today some tips tricks and strategies on how you can build a presence on linkedin and start to generate business from it 
So why, first of all, why LinkedIn? Well, out of all the platforms out there, LinkedIn is still giving you organic reach. Now what organic reach means is that it gives you reach beyond your initial, beyond your immediate connections and followers. So that means that you can have followers and connections, but your posts can actually be seen by more than just your followers and connections if it does well and there's good engagement on it. Contrast that to platforms, established platforms like Facebook and increasingly Instagram, where Facebook has pretty much become a pay-to-play platform, meaning that if you post on your profile on Facebook, hardly anyone will see it. Your immediate connections, only and not even all of them, will see it, but you won't get any reach beyond that. Why? Because Facebook is an advertising platform, first and foremost. They want you to pay for reach because they've got enough users now. They're not bothered about uh, user base. They've got enough users now. They've got your data. And uh, now they basically answer to the advertisers and sell advertising on the platform. So they're not going to give you free reach anymore. You may have got it 10 years ago. You're not going to get it anymore. So that's the big difference between Facebook and LinkedIn in that LinkedIn is still giving organic reach, i.e. reach without having to pay for it. The same can be said at the moment for TikTok at the time of recording, which is giving great reach. But suffice to say that if you think about the nature of people on the platform, LinkedIn has a predominantly, you can say, business stroke professional base in that you're not going to get, you're going to get a very different audience on LinkedIn and different conversations happening on LinkedIn as you would, for example, on TikTok, Instagram or Facebook. And what that means is that, is that it's a it's a ripe platform for us to find clients because our clients are on there as business owners. Business owners are on LinkedIn and they are networking with other business owners. Business owners are on LinkedIn and they have their profile on LinkedIn, which is optimized for their business. You know, when you go on LinkedIn, it is predominantly a business stroke professional platform in the sense of you put your profession on there, you are not going to use it to keep in touch with family and friends. You are using it as a way of networking with other like-minded people in business. Contrast that to Facebook, where when you set up your Facebook profile, you probably did it initially to keep in touch with family and friends, and your profile probably isn't optimized for your business. It probably doesn't even have the name of your business on there if you haven't bothered to update it in recent times. So LinkedIn, first and foremost, is a business professional platform, which is why we need to be on there, we need to be active. Why? Because our clients are on there. Now, in terms of how we go about uh, finding our clients on there, the LinkedIn search is very good. So in terms of where you would start with LinkedIn, so think of it this way, LinkedIn is predominantly a, it's a, although it's a, it's got a business stroke professional slant to it, at the end of the day, it's still a social network platform. People are engaging in on there, people are active on there, networking with like-minded people. So what that means is it means one of several things. It means that yes, people are on there to, to get new clients, to showcase their wares, but also people are on there to network with people that are like-minded. And particularly since the pandemic has hit, their numbers have been up more and more people have been networking online. And LinkedIn has kind of not fully replaced, but it has largely replaced 
the networking meetings that were happening in local cities, the BNIs of this world, the other kind of local networking groups. It's kind of that local networking, but on steroids. So it means that you can actually reach a much larger uh, bank, a much larger audience through LinkedIn than you could ever could by going to one of your local networking chapter events. And particularly if you hate doing that kind of networking, um, going to those breakfast meetings at 6am, then LinkedIn is a uh, is a great substitute for it. So what do we need to be doing on LinkedIn to be able to generate clients? Well, first and foremost, I'd say, you know, go back and listen to previous episodes where I've talked about the principles of, of marketing, of how we go about getting new business and actually the first and foremost principle is getting to know your who. Who it is? Who is it that is your target audience? Who is it that is your ideal client? Because before knowing the, if you don't know the who, then the what and how of finding them and what to say and how to say it becomes a lot more difficult. When you get clear on the who and the what and how of reaching out to your potential clients, it becomes a lot easier. So first and foremost, get clear on the who. Once you're clear on the who, then have your profile, which is optimized to appeal to the who so for example a, a very quick profile tip for you so under your main image you will have a couple of lines where you can put in a description of what it is that you do now here is your chance to actually say something about the what you do and who you do it for and the problem you solve so most people they will just leave it as accountant but you actually have two or three lines that you can add as a description of what you do. And that is what people will see when they land on your profile. So you want to have that optimized as much as possible. The first five or six words are even more important because when you leave a comment, that is what people will see. They'll see your picture and they'll see the first five or six words in your profile description, which is just underneath your image. So here's a quick tip for you. If you haven't done this already, then a way to phrase your first line of your profile description is as follows. That I help X overcome Y by Z. So I help content creators get peace of mind over their financial affairs through providing them with a virtual finance office solution. Something like that. Or even if you just did the first part of that, I help, you know, I helping dentists to achieve financial freedom, for example. Something like that. So what you're doing is you are putting your target audience front and center within your profile description so you get known as the accountant, as the go-to for that particular audience. So what Okay, so just moving on from that, you want to have your, your profile written out, geared towards your target audience, and then in the fuller description, so you have under your profile, you have a chance, you have, I think, it's a good good section where you can add in your full description, and that's quite a few uh, paragraphs you can put in there. What I would do there, again, is talk about the problems that you solve. Remember, what we want marketing is all about finding someone who has a specific need or problem to know, like, and trust you. So rather than talk about your years of experience and where you first started, your journey, blah, 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 talk about the problems that you solve and then position yourself as a solution to those problems. So what you want is when your target audience lands on your profile page and checks out your profile, they will be immediately drawn towards 
what you do by hearing the problems you solve. Remember, people take action when they are in pain. So what we want to do is we want to have a profile that is optimized for our target audience when they are suffering, when they are experiencing some kind of pain because of a problem that they are in. And that's why when we speak of the problems we solve, we immediately position ourselves as the solution to our target audience's problem. And remember, we are anytime we are posting on social media, doing stuff on social media, we are not talking to the masses. You are talking to one person. Just like I am talking to you in this podcast, I I try and I try and make these episodes so that it's, it's as if I'm talking to you because there's only one person at a time that will be listening to this. You're never gonna be that's why I kind of you know when I hear people on a podcast say, Oh hey guys, hey everyone, it's like I look around and say, well, is anyone else with me? Is anyone else sitting in my car listening to this podcast or uh, walking in a, in a group with, uh, you know, joint headphones on listening with me? There isn't, <laughs> most of the time, right? It's just me listening to it. And it's just you listening to this now. So I'm trying to make an effort, a conscious effort of just talking to you as if we are having this one conversation just between you and I, a very intimate, private conversation between two people. And that is the same when you post on social media. Anytime you post anything, have in mind that you are just talking to one person. Because it will only ever be one person at the end of that phone, in front of that laptop, in front of that screen on a desktop, looking at your post. So another tip for you is to talk as if you are always talking to one person and one person only, because that is who will be consuming your content on the other side. So we want to have our profile optimized for our target audience. Next thing in terms of what kind of content do I produce? So it depends now. It depends on where your journey is. And if you're not engaged on LinkedIn at all, I'd say, okay, first and foremost, do things. Get your profile optimized and then start to connect with people in your target audience. So if, let's say, you are specializing in dentists, then connect with dentists that are on LinkedIn. Start to follow dentists. And you you don't have to have the premium version of LinkedIn to do this. The free version of LinkedIn allows you to connect with, I think, 20 people a day at least that are not in your immediate network. So you can start doing that or get one of your VAs or someone to do it for you. Start connecting with people of that is your target audience. Once you've connected with them, you want to start engaging with them. And by engaging, what I mean is start to look out for people that are active in your target market. So whether that's construction company owners, whether that's architects, whatever you choose, start to connect with them. You connect with them and you start to engage on their posts. So what I mean by that is when you when you engage when you connect with them, you start to see people who are posting appear in your feed. And what you want is you want to you want to customize your feed so that it's made up mainly of your target audience, but also of potential introducers as well. So if you find stuff in your feed that is irrelevant for you, that is not stuff that you want to be seeing, that is nothing to do with your target audience, then you can actually go to that particular post that appears on your feed, click on the top right hand corner and say, don't show me this anymore. And the algorithm will start to learn that uh, you don't want to see this stuff. So have your feed optimized for uh, people in your target market. And, it, and another way you can do this is that when you follow people in your target market, there is a bell now that you can hit next to the person's profile. So if you haven't done it already, go into my profile, uh, look for me and click the bell in my profile so that every time I post, you get an alert, a notification that I've posted. Now, the benefit of doing this is that when someone in your target audience posts, you get a notification, you can then go into that 
post and you can comment on it. You can start to get known. So even before you have any content to put out there, even if you're thinking at the moment, I don't know what to post about, then just start engaging with your target audience because comments on LinkedIn is also content. So you want to write something insightful under someone else's post. And that's how you get known. That's how you start to build relationships. LinkedIn is not just about posting and ghosting. You want to build relationships with people. You want to get known over time. You want to build value. You want to say insightful things. You want to connect with people. Just like, treat it just like you would a networking event in your local town. You wouldn't just go up to someone and start asking for business. Be, please don't kind of connect with someone and then immediately direct a message at them and say, would you like to book a call with me to discuss uh, coming on board as an accountant? Please don't do that because nobody wants to be sold to. You need to lead with value first. So lead with value, build up those relations, uh, ships, comment on other people's posts. That's uh, that's the first thing you can do. Second thing you can do is then to start thinking about what kind of content can I produce. So you probably heard me talk about in a previous episode creating a lead magnet, which is really important to build up our email list. So if you've already done a lead magnet, let's say you've written a book on you know ten common mistakes that uh, dentists make and how to avoid them, then you can repurpose that content. So you can take that same content and you can repurpose it into shorter posts on LinkedIn to try and get some engagement. Remember, LinkedIn is all about you know giving value so and speaking to your target market. So people should get to know that you are the, the accountant for dentists. You want to get known. So you want to have enough content out there that puts yourself out there as an expert, as an authority, as a specialist in a particular area. But also you want to balance that with some personal posts as well. So it's not just a business platform. You can you can share stuff of a personal nature and often it's that personal stuff that actually does a lot better in terms of engagement, in terms of likes and comments, which is all fine because it adds to your network. But there's a balance. It's not about, you know, there's no, yes, you'll get lots of engagement on personal posts and sharing motivational quotes, but it's not going to drive you business per se directly. Whereas doing the value stuff and then mixing it in with your personal stuff as well so people get to know you as a person, that is when you then you can showcase your personality and blend the two together to start generating those inbound inquiries. But remember, social media is rented land. So as far as possible, what we want to be doing is we want to share stuff of value, but if you have your own lead magnet, you can then use social media, LinkedIn, to get people into your email list, and then it's your email list that will you will then use to nurture people over time and to make offers to them in terms of taking the next step, the next action with you to book that call with you. So again, in terms of uh, other content to put out on LinkedIn, what I've found is is that uh, so if you can do videos, then you know that 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 will be amazing for you. I started uh, the, the last episode was on video, so I'm not going to go too much in detail of how to do video. But suffice to say that this whole business of mind coaching and metric business has been built off the back of LinkedIn videos. <laughs> so videos are very powerful, and although you may not see immediate engagement on your videos straight away. It takes time, but people are watching them. And even though LinkedIn will tell you there's not that many views, a video view counts for a lot more than a text or image view because they're judged in a different way. Plus, like I said in the last one, there's lots of people that will be watching your stuff that won't engage on it. And most of the time, 90% of people who get in touch with me on LinkedIn are people who have never liked or commented on my posts. They're the lurkers, so do it for the lurkers. You can do video that will be amazing for you these days you know we video is the fastest uh, 
growing medium of content out there. 85% are consuming video on a daily basis. You can see the rise of uh, TikTok, that's all video. You know, LinkedIn, you can use LinkedIn videos to really get your personality out there and start to develop your specialism, your niche, your uh, expertise into the particular area that you've chosen. What else can I tell you about LinkedIn? The power of stories. This is something that I have been working on a lot recently in terms of how to get better engagement. And I have uh, been really trying to ramp up my own learning and knowledge around storytelling and getting better at it and practicing storytelling because storytelling just works. If you can tell a good story and weave in a message to it, you are gonna get a lot better engagement than just giving away some theory. So whether that's a story about a client success that you've had, whether it's a story about helping a client solve a problem, whether it's your own story about you've overcome any particular difficulty or challenge and the transformation that it's had on you, sharing a piece of business uh, knowledge uh, or wisdom with fellow business owners, that will really get a lot of engagement. Why? Because we are wired to listen to stories. We are wired to take notes when we are being told stories. So have a think about how you can tell a story to weave in a business lesson. And if you look at my recent post, you'll see evidence of that where if I'm talking about pricing, for example, in the past, I have just put a post out there to say the pricing theory tells us, behavioral economics tells us that we should offer three options and it's because of X, Y, and Z. It gets a little bit of engagement, but not that much because it's fairly bland. It's got no soul. It's just theory. But when I tell a story about how I walked into the Apple shop to buy an iPad for my son, we met up with the attendant and the attendant showed us a choice of three options, the Air, the, the Basic, the Air, and the Pro and then telling a story around that and then explaining the lesson in it and why Apple uses three options and the power it has and how people feel safe in the middle when uh, because most people go for the middle option that resonates a lot more because it's a relatable and telling a story people can connect with it more and they get the lesson as well so if you can tell a good story well then you will get good engagement and to get better at telling stories, then what you need to do is to you know, follow people who are, there's quite a few people on LinkedIn who are actually, uh, you know, so they, they help people tell stories better. So there's a couple of chaps that I can think of that I can recommend you to, uh, Ravi Rajani, there's uh, another chap called Francisco Mahfouz, uh, who's got a good podcast as well called the Story Powers Podcast. You know, learn to tell better stories and that will help you regardless of which platform you are going to be on whether that's on linkedin or even uh, instagram or tiktok if you or even writing emails so if you can tell better stories you will get better engagement i hope that has helped to give you a steer on how to use linkedin better to win clients if you have any other questions on linkedin i'll be happy to answer them what you need to do is go onto linkedin go onto my profile and send me a dm <laughs> and uh, ask me your question i'll be happy to send you a voice note with the answer otherwise uh, take uh, you know take some uh, takeaways start posting on linkedin build up your profile connect with your target audience and over time you get traction it's the long game but uh, believe me, it will pay off. Okay, hope you had value from that. Take care, haven't already, rate, review, and follow the podcast, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Take care, and bye for now. 
Thank you for listening. For more free content, videos, and resources, visit www.rezahuda.com. And if you haven't already, come and join the community in our Transform Your Profits Facebook group, where we support each other to build more successful, profitable, and impactful accounting firms.